0: Welcome everyone to the Analytic Mind Podcast by Enterprise DNA. This is a podcast which dives into a range of different ideas and tips to empowering a data-led culture within organizations. We want you to develop the analytic mind to create immense value for yourself and your teams. Hey
1: everybody, welcome. And I've got with me our two newest enterprise DNA experts, Galem Holland and George Mount. And Today, what we wanted to do was to talk about the prospect of learning a second language to go with Power BI. But before we do, I wanted to introduce um, both of them. What we we typically do is kind of scour the world looking for the best experts and people whose content we really enjoy. And Galem and George are, are two of those people and have expertise that really fits in with some of the course offerings that we've been been looking to present. So wanted to give each of those guys a chance to just tell you a little bit about their background before we dive into the discussion today. So Galen, why don't you start us off?
2: Sure. So hi, everybody. I'm Galen. Um, I guess my background is I actually started out as a biologist and quickly realized, you know, you can't make money that way. So <laughs> I shifted over to analytics. But, you know, the, I feel like those two disciplines have a lot in common. I mean, you know, like, you know, to do anything in science, you really need to be good at statistics and have, a, you know, the fundamentals of math. So, you know, it was an easy transition. So I've been working in data, data analytics, data science for probably the last 15 years, I've been lucky enough to kind of work in, in small and large organizations. So, you know, I guess I know some of the benefits of working in both those environments. And, and I've also been lucky enough to kind of work in different cultures. I've worked in a few different countries. And I'm a big fan of Power BI, big fan of, you know, uh, data analytics, and uh big fan of
1: Python. Great, great. George?
3: Yes, uh, I'm George Mount. I will be doing the R for Power BI courses. My background started in finance, but I think along with a lot of people just found I was not sufficiently skilled in data and data analysis. So that set me on a journey starting from let me blog what I learned in Excel that day all the way to now about 10 years later, recently published a book. I operate a data consultancy of my own and really specializing in helping that type of person who is in a job where they are the unwitting data analyst and they're asking, what do I do next? Hopefully I can get them to the point where they do get excited and do see that learning something like Python or R is certainly within their realm. So I'm sure we'll talk about that now.
1: Great, great. And, you know, part of the reason I really was interested in having this discussion with you guys is neither of you are dogmatic about this. You know, Gatham said, you know, he he likes Python, but I know he uses and knows R. George, I know you're doing the R course, but no Python. You know, your book covers both. And so, you know, I I think, you know, there's the chance here to have a really balanced discussion. I think sometimes people get, you know, kind of one extreme or the other. And, um, I think you guys have a really good perspective in terms of looking at the, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of both. But before we we get into that, I wanted to just talk about kind of the use case for why you think learning a second language, be it Python or R, is important for, would you say, for most users, many users? You know, kind of w- w- at what point do you think that becomes an important factor in kind of upping your data analytics capabilities?
3: Yeah, I guess when the when the need arises and you are working on a project and you say, "Oh, I really wish I could make this chart," or "Gee, I I really need to pre- make a prediction or or something like that," and and Power BI just can't quite handle it, then then that need emerges. I don't know if that happens the day that you set foot into Power BI. I mean, maybe it takes a few months. I certainly probably wouldn't recommend learning it concurrently before you've mm-hmm. dabbled in uh, DAX or Power Query or anything like that. Uh, but I like to say that they put it in there for a reason. Right? If you see those buttons there, they were meant to be used. They're not just there, you know, for the heck of it. I totally
2: agree. I mean, it all depends on, you know, the demands of your job. I mean, you might be able to do everything in Excel, but uh, you know, there does come a point where you're like, can I do more, and usually jumping into another tool or another language helps you kind of achieve that, so I just think it it depends on the the use case like if 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 you have a project that you want to take to the next level or you have a demanding boss um, I'm always looking for shortcuts and how to be more efficient, and sometimes learning a, a a new language will help you achieve that,
1: yeah, I think for me you know the the threshold really was statistical analysis that you can, mm. you can torture DAX into doing some statistical analysis, but it, it requires a lot of effort and a lot of code. And, you know, as we've talked about, you know, you can do something that in, in DAX might take you 75 or a hundred lines and two or three lines of Python and R. And there comes a point when it's just sure. not efficient to keep building out more and more complex functions. That for me was the, the use case george mentioned you know visuals is another one i know Galen, you and i have talked about you know handling really large data sets mm-hmm. um, something that that you know, is one of those triggers that might prompt you into um, one of these these languages so if if somebody asked you kind of you know which one which one to study and the, the nice thing is with the work you're doing gaelum on the Python series for us and George on the R series. We've got the opportunity for people to take either road. And I guess the first question is, is it an either or choice or is there is there both value and is it reasonable in some cases to learn both? That's a good question.
2: Just from my standpoint, like, you know, I, I do see benefits in both. And only, maybe the only reason I started leaning towards one language as opposed to another is just I found... Python a little bit easier for me, but I also, you know, learned a little bit of R, but I just found that it might've just been coincidence that I just found better tutorials that helped me kind of like level up my skill in that, in that direction. But I I do see benefits in both. I think you can, I think you can definitely achieve the same in both languages.
3: Yeah, I guess it, it comes down to, to trying them out. And if you Mm. like them, then go for it. (laughs) right Mm. i mean it's kind of like should you learn power bi and tableau both Mm -hmm. i mean try tableau if you like it then sure personally i i've always enjoyed r and i find it easy transition for data people because uh if you take the course, you'll see that R really thinks in terms of rows and columns. And that's what we do in data, right? We like to have things in tables. With Python, you can do it. It just, you know, you need to get into packages. And I'm sure you'll learn all about that in Meyer Galen's course. So the other thing too, to consider, and I'm not saying to go to Python, but if you do a lot with Excel, there's this rumor swirling that there's going to be some sort of integration with Python and Excel almost like how VBA is now, I could be totally wrong. But there's just so so many rumors about that. So that would be a nice reason to to learn Python if you do a lot with Excel. But like Brian kind of hinted at, if you're really into statistics, you want to get into building predictive models and things like that, R is is really great for that. I mean, Python is too. So that's a really roundabout political kind of answer. But, you know, (laughs) I hope I'm getting you some uh, heuristics around how to choose one or maybe both.
1: George, it's interesting, you know, in, in your book, you know, it, it, it talks about going from Excel and Power BI to Python and R. And I'm wondering if you've gotten feedback from people who've been through the book. And I highly recommend the book. It, it's a really good on-ramp in a very clearly written way and very non-intimidating to kind of get you, if you're not used to this sort of programming, these sort of tools to get you from you know, kind of your current space into that, but I wonder if you've had any feedback from from readers in terms of which path they've they've taken more more than the other.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. Well, when I when I poll people about what they're interested in, it it usually more or less even. I think it just comes down to taste, really, and interest and background. Sometimes, I mean, some people have more of a background in software development or engineering. And I think Python's a a good fit Mm -hmm. for that. If they're coming from some sort of a research background, like I have a fair number of people who have some kind of academic background, you know, maybe they were in a a graduate program or something like that. So they're really statistically research kind of focused and, and R is a good path for them. So I think, yeah, when people read both, when, when they read the book, they try it out, and then you know, based on it's like the Sorting Hat, right, with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, something kind of clicks with them based on their own personality and what they want to do, and that sort of thing.
1: Again, one one thing you and I have talked about, and I know you're you're kind of in the in the more advanced path of you, the courses you're doing. You're going to be working a lot with machine learning, mm-hmm. and it, generally, what I've what I've heard is you can do machine learning in both, but if that's really where your interest lies, that Python is is probably the choice. Is that, is that your take on it as well?
2: I mean, there just seems to be a, a bigger community. And, you know, I'm, I might be wrong on this, but it just seems to be like when you start looking into, you know, building machine learning models, you see a lot of things like focused on Python. But then I have people that I work with, they, they swear that, you know, like things that they can do to, Things a little bit better in R and get better results, so I just think you know there is a big community around the Python machine learning, but I'm sure you can achieve the same thing in R. If you know, so I, I I'm not sure for 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 me doing the machine learning, you know that the fact that you could pull up a package that was constantly updated and and you know and allowing you to kind of quickly get into you know training models and. And optimizing models, I just felt like Python was you know there's a little bit more uh, information around it.
1: And what about George? You you mentioned um, the integration features, and I you know, I know R. I don't know anything really about Python other than what I'm learning through through Galen's course. But I I know the the R integration in Power BI is excellent, and and mm-hmm. Microsoft has actually invested in R in so there's the there's the open source version of R, and then there's a there's a commercial version of R, I believe called Revolution, that I think is primarily for really huge data sets. That it's not something I use, but I know Microsoft has got a a pretty sizable investment in the R community. And I'm wondering just from the standpoint of the Python integration, whether you think the whether you guys think the Python integration stacks up from a Power BI perspective to the R integration.
3: I, th- I could be wrong, but I think the R integration goes back further and it you're right, Microsoft has had longer standing ties uh, with that Microsoft R uh, distribution. Personally, I've had trouble getting Python working with Power BI. I'm sure in Galen's hands you'll be all good, but there's a little bit of a... Of a it's not anything unachievable, uh, but I think that I mean, that could even be said with Python and R just in general, barring Power BI, you know, I think Python is such a, like, by software people, for software people, and you have to download, and, you know, you're working at the command line, and it can be you know really kind of jarring to get up and running. R makes it pretty easy. I mean, you download a couple of things. We'll talk about it in the course, but, uh, you know, as far as Power BI goes, I mean, there's like ne- a negligible amount more friction with with Python to get it set up, but it's not like anything that is going to turn you away. I wouldn't say.
1: And once you're set up, the 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 Python integration is solid. You think?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I'm sure it'll only improve. And that's another thing that c- could be emphasized for either of our courses that uh, some of the things that you do with Python or R and Power BI or you know a little duct tapey right now but i'm sure that they'll improve in the yeah. future i mean just like power bi has improved so much
2: yeah i i do think I, yeah i think you bring up a good point cuz i do think there's a there are uh, more limitations on the python side cuz I, if i there might be only six or seven packages that you can bring into um power bi and everything else is just kind of broken out. and I, I think i saw in someone's dashboard they could actually bring in some of the interactive visuals from R mm-hmm. you, you're not able to do that in, in Python
3: that's uh, yeah that's a good one
1: so I think what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing from you guys is that both can both can handle the the majority of use cases well and that mm-hmm. to some extent it really comes down to kind of a personal preference and you know kind of trying it out that you know maybe if you're you're tipping machine learning, that puts you maybe more toward Python. If you're tipping more toward advanced statistical analysis, maybe are. But, you know, that we've got, you know, with both being open source and we've got, you know, course content coming out on both, it really gives everybody the option to, you know, just kind of try and see which one, you know, see which one clicks with you. I'm wondering kind of a little bit, a little bit off the track here, but where you think learning SQL fits into this? You know, if you're kind of looking to build your your stack you know you've got you've got power bi for you know for our users kind of the centerpiece of that then you've got you know python and r or python or r in you know one one configuration or the other and i'm wondering kind of where you guys think learning sql fits in and kind of what the priority of that is relative to you know Hmm. kind of learning that that second analytics language
2: i think you should learn it maybe before you dive into a
1: second language.
2: I just think SQL's it's one of those things that will help you a lot in your career because you're going to be working. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a bridge between, you know, the development side and the business side. Because Mm -hmm. if you can if you can pull data from a database, I mean it makes you a go-to person. You know, sometimes you're in large organizations, they won't allow you to do that. But um, just knowing how the tables are brought in and how they're structured, I mean, it, it really makes you have a super powerful tool. And also it gives you, you know, knowledge on joins and, and table structures. So I think it will help you even with Power BI, just understanding, you know, just the basics of SQL.
3: Yeah, same. I w- That's a great thing to round out your stack. If, if you have a good control, if you start with spreadsheets or Excel, like many of us do, you learn some Power BI, then you dive into relational databases with SQL, and then you top that off with some statistical programming language, either Python or R at the moment, then that's a really solid set of skills. And it, it does, I, I think that that cross-training, there's something to be said for getting into SQL and understanding how for example, join's work there. I, I've learned a, a ton with that. I kind of mm. miss the days of uh access and you know peeling back your uh join and seeing the sequel statement and so forth. So there's yeah, there's a lot to be said for that too.
1: And you know, I should I should bring up, you know, maybe we should have had had him on the round table as well, that Hafiz Sultan, one of our other um, our other Enterprise DNA Experts, is is a SQL guru. He is putting together a, a course, series of courses, kind of the parallel of the ones you guys are doing cool. for us. SQL for Power BI users, but we've also got Antrik Sharma, who's our DAX, you know, lead DAX expert, putting together DAX for SQL users. So if you're coming at, ah. at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. where you've got the SQL expertise, but not the Power BI, it's kind of like, how does what you... What you know, help you learn DAX. And so we're, we're taking both, both pads on that, depending on where you're, you're coming from. But that's, that's interesting to hear you guys, your, your opinions on kind of how that, that fits in with the, the discussion we're having today. So I think that's, that's primarily all that, that I wanted to cover. I'm wondering if you have any, um, additional question and any additional comments or thoughts that, you know, you want people to bear in mind as they're, they're kind of figuring out the, the road they had down in there their skills building
2: maybe from my side I just think jump in and just you know it might you know like some people pick up programming languages quite easily and sometimes it takes you years I mean but just like getting your feet wet is is the best thing I mean I I I started learning those two languages you know very early in my career and I, I put them down and I did other things but you know, you, that, just building that knowledge step-by-step step will, will help you get better
3: at it. Yeah, and it's it's not an unachievable thing. I'm sure that there are many uh, listeners here who have written some wild things with DAX that really dwarf something that I've done in R. Mm. So, you know, it's not necessarily more, more difficult. Uh, it is an open source language, So it is kind of a different worldview than, than working in a proprietary thing like Power BI. But I think having that exposure is, is really good. And, and if you step into that world of packages and kind of figuring out how GitHub fits in and, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of seeing that whole worldview, it's just going to make you more conversant as a data person, because depending on the teams you work with, you're going to understand where they're coming from uh, better. So, yeah, those are really my my two words of wisdom, and I think, like we've talked about many times, either of these things are gonna be really helpful and the other thing is that we're really giving you the things that you that you need to know for power b i right like this is just the tip of the iceberg, so mm. it's a pretty achievable thing. You do not need to be coding wizard in R to really get a lot out of it in power b i I mean to flip the coin. That's why Power BI is there, right? To do right. The, all those other things, and then uh, R can handle right. the other part too. So yeah, I th- I think it'll be a great compliment to wherever you are uh, with your skill set. But you know, depending on what you're looking to do, that learning journey might look a little different. So.
1: George, you raise you raise a great point that that I, I, I we didn't really talk about, but in, it goes back to the integration, which is. You know, I use R a fair amount, but I'm I'm not that good with the data manipulations because I don't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I do most of that in Power Query and then I just call the R routine from within Power Query. So instead of doing a lot of my a lot of my cleaning, you know, prep and and data structuring in R, which you can do and it's super powerful for that, I just take advantage of what I know in Power Query and then just call the the R routine right from there you know so kind of shortcutting so i think you know one of the things that you know we've been really conscious of is not just building general course materials in r and python but building it specifically for power bi users to take advantage of the knowledge you've already got you know the, definitely as a power bi user you're not starting from scratch the way somebody who's just learning you know r or python as their primary their primary language so you know, that's that's definitely something to keep in mind. And I can certainly speak for R that within, you know, a very short period of time you can start doing some pretty useful stuff without a, a lot of knowledge, given the the ability to leverage what you know in in Power BI. So, you know, there's there's part of it that's a little, you know, cookbooky that once you know the you know the patterns, particularly for visuals, you just kind of fill in the blanks and and you know, it pops out in uh you know, in a power BI visualization. So Great points. I, I think people are really going to find this useful. I you know, very much appreciate the efforts you guys are making in terms of building out some great content and really expanding our our offerings. And I know that we'll be, you know, back on and you know talking about other issues and conducting some some webinars and you know having the opportunity to kind of see how this fares out as the the course series is developed. So thank you guys both very much. I really appreciate your time and Particularly, Galen coming on late at night from Singapore. Um, Always appreciated. So, thanks very much, and we'll talk with you guys soon.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. It's great to be connected, and I hope you are enjoying the content we're creating through the Analytic Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this session, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified for each episode as we release them. If you want to learn more about Enterprise DNA and the many initiatives we're working on, check out www.enterprisedna.co. There we have a range of resources to download, events to attend, and information to explore. We're leading the charge around this new paradigm we're living in where tools like Power BI can literally change how an organization manages, analyzes, and distributes insights that can make an impact. It's an exciting moment in the analytics space. So glad that you're on this journey with us. Take care.